Welcome to Career Tools. This week's show, What Your Resume Says, Part 2. Here we go. Okay, folks, welcome back. It's uh, Mark and Wendy. We have Wendy back on the show. Uh, we had several of you miss her in the last last uh, installment of Career Tools, so we're glad to bring her back. And she and I are going to be talking, we're going to continue our series about resumes. We took a look at 17 resumes, right? We actually at, we got 100? We, we started with 100, and we narrowed them down to 17 to start us off. And we, we've anonymized them, and um, we've given them characters, names from the Walton's TV show. And uh, we're not going to spend a lot of time going over format, although we will mention it periodically. And basically, we're taking two more of the... Um, of the resumes to talk about this week, and one is John Boy Walton, and it's almost easier to see if you're looking at an example of it. It has curriculum vitae written right on the top of it, and then we also have Jason Walton, which is centered at the top of the page. Okay, here we go. What do you think, Wendy? Okay, so uh, when you looked at this, you looked at my notes, and you were, said I'd been a bit mean, because the first view... John, I like the first view. Yeah, John has done a good <clears> job <throat> of a manager tools resume. You know, he's got responsibilities, he's got bulleted accomplishments, he's got the right headings, um, he hasn't... There's a few things on there that I would take off that aren't in our, in our instructions, but overall, it's a pretty good attempt. And the reason that I gave him not so great a mark was when you start to dig into the detail, it's not as good as yeah, I, it I, looks on first view. Yeah, I, I think, I, I, think I, I often have two responses. I'm much more, because of your role as a recruiter and because of the way I was, we had different roles as recruiters, I was very much more immediate decision. And my immediate decision was, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. And looking further, I, I think I agree with you. I think a B minus is probably a good grade. I said we weren't going to talk a lot about format, but I really, it really bugs me, the CV thing at the top. Yeah. I, it, it's a bit like a, a woman or a man having a, a, a gold band on their left ring finger and saying, this is my wedding ring. It's like, <laughs> yes, I know. That's context. Context helps me enormously there. To waste a line on a resume when, I got to tell you guys, when you, as you start getting more experience, one line on your resume, it's all about line control. It's all about line control. You give me any accomplishment that takes two lines, and all, it seems like almost all of them that take two lines actually are one line and one word, <laughs> the ultimate widow, uh, or actually orphan, I think. It's, I, I can never keep them apart. But, but anyway, uh, that wasting a line for the CV thing at the top is, is, is nuts. Okay? And, and it almost says, because his name is underneath and left, Justified, and the curriculum vitae is in the center and in capitals and underline above. It's like these words, curriculum vitae, are more important than my name. Yeah, and it also says this is a generic. To me, that's what it said. I also didn't like on John Boy's. I didn't like the way he handled email. Uh, he had email, and then he had private, as if to suggest that, well, that's my own email. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we would know that, and we would also know by definition that it didn't have your company in it, in this case, uh, a company shot. And he also had his LinkedIn address, which I, I just, no. <laughs> Sorry, no. I'm shaking my head again, and I keep no. forgetting. Yeah, you you're, on, you're on air, so <laughs> you, yeah, can't, you do can't, that. can't shake your head. But yeah. yeah, don't do that, because you don't know what LinkedIn will have changed since the last time. Yeah, and, and I think... And people print resumes to read them. Yeah, they, they print don't them. Guys, them look, they, they print them. They print them. And I, and I know you'll find 100 articles in all kinds of places that say you need to include links, and it shows you're modern and everything else. 
hogwash. Those people are journalists, or they've talked to one person, and they're suggesting that you're catching the wave. Not so. Recruiters go around with piles. I mean, I used to care. I used to be handed fifty resumes and say, "Go through these." Mm-hmm. It was it was like a slush pile, literally like a like a, a publishing house slush pile. And why did I want them on paper? Because I could do them in caps. Because I could do them waiting for a client. Because I could do them at home. I could do them watching TV. Yeah. Right. And, but no. and with your with your name and your the company you're working for, I can find you in LinkedIn in less than three seconds. Yes. I don't exactly. need you to tell me the address. Yeah. And also uh, in this case, I, I don't know that it'll actually show on the on the version we have posted. But he had both home and mobile, and then work phones. He had two phone numbers, and it said home, mobile, and work. And I didn't understand which was which. And guys, don't put your home number on your resume. The only number should be there should be one number so there's no confusion. And the number should be one that you can guarantee there's going to be a professional answering machine or a voicemail message which says, you've reached voicemail of Mark Horseman. I'm sorry I'm not available. Please leave a message. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thanks for calling. That's it, right? That's all. And that's your personal cell. That is not, yeah. your, that is not your cell phone for work because work owns that cell yeah, phone. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. Good. Okay. So I'm sorry. I, I got started here. But go ahead. So <laughs> no, that's cool. you gave it a B minus. Yeah. So, so I started to kind of, once I started to dig in, one of the things I noticed is that his dates of employment aren't consistent. Well, we'll go back though. I think the way you described B minus to me was really interesting. You said, I probably would give him a telephone interview. Oh, I would. Yeah. He's got some really good, good experience. Yeah. And you'd spend 30 minutes and you'd want to see, this is what I thought was interesting. You'd want to see if he was better than he came across. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, when you dug down, you're like, no, the, the form's good. He shows me accomplishments and resumes or responsibilities and so on. But as he got into it, you're like, no, it's a little thin. And either he did a poor job uh-huh. and it's there or it's thin because he didn't do a good job. And that's what you're using and the interview to find he, out. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I would do a 30 minute <clears throat> telephone interview and not invite him in because I don't want to waste an hour and a half. Yeah. You know, half an hour of prep time and post time and an hour of him being in the office yeah. and all that stuff. I want to do a telephone interview and see what his communication is going So let's like. agree then that you and I both would say, okay, phone interview. And in John Boy's mind, at that moment, he's going to say, bingo. Yeah. The resume achieved its purpose. Which, to an extent, it did. But it's- it did. It did. Wait, look, if we're, going to be, if we're going to be digital about it, did it or didn't it, the answer is yes. Yes. The question is, could we make it better? And that's oh, where we absolutely. have to be. Yeah, good. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Okay, so the dates. I'm obsessive about dates. Oh, dude, me too. So the dates aren't consistent. He has right. months for his most recent um, roles and not for his earlier roles. Earlier roles, like back 1997 and, and earlier. Exactly. Yeah. And the months thing is... We mentioned it on the last cast. If you don't have the months, then the person reading your resume assumes that you're trying to hide gaps in employment. Yeah. And gaps in employment are fine. Yes. And you need to have an explanation for them. And if you took the summer off or you got laid off or someone was sick, they're all fine explanations. But don't try and hide something because the first thing I start looking for is the rest of the stuff you're hiding. What I found interesting was in one of the dates, he had 1997 to 2006, and he, he was a technical service representative. And then the next job says January of 2006 to April 2007. I find it interesting that 2006 <laughs> is a year, but he started the next job in January. Yeah. It's like, what, did you work a week? And, and yeah, it, it makes me ask more questions. Exactly. And questions and resumes are not good. No. Not good. No. Right? Not good. And then the, the other thing we noticed when you and I were just looking at the resume is that he has a, a role that he was 
apparently doing while he was um, studying as a consultant to an entertainment company, mm-hmm. which has nothing to do with the rest of his career. Right. Um, and he started it um, while he was in school. Yeah, which yeah. is fine. Fine. But he's been in the he's been in a career long enough that he doesn't need to include that and it's just distracting from yeah. the rest of his career and it also confuses us with the dates because he continued doing that once he was in his career jobs and the continuation and the and doing two things at the same time is it's unnecessary to have it on there and it's confusing yeah and i i i'm a little bit even darker than you no surprise <laughs> to some of our listeners i see music and saxophone in his interests and yeah. i see the the entertainment thing and i think is there a five percent chance that I'm funding his his hobby and he's going to leave and go yeah. do that? Now look, I don't have any problem with that, guys. If that's what if that's what John Boy wants to do, I'm okay with that. But I may not hire him. And so then John Boy says, "Well, okay, how you know? You don't have to share everything about yourself. You can't get everything about yourself on one page of a resume, guys. Let's agree on that. The resume is not you. It is a representation of you designed to market and sell you to people for specific opportunities. And different resume, you would create different resumes from your career management document for different clients. And I'm totally agreeing with you. The entertainment thing, I absolutely think, would come off. It was a job that you were in school. It may be something you're proud of, although... Although there's no accomplishments, and so I can't know how proud of you you might be. And then the worst thing is, I say, well, he's proud of it, but he doesn't have any accomplishments. Let me ask. And if in the interview, I see you get excited, if I see John Boy get excited and interested, and suddenly he did a lot of good things, I'm like, wow, okay, yeah. that's not a good sign. No. Because it, it certainly won't help me in, in light of the fact that a third of the thing is his latest job, um, which is clearly in, 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 in lighting and chemistry and so on. It, like, whoa, not not a plus. Leave it off. Extend the stuff you already have a little bit more. I would rather see two more bullets on every job you have to fill up that space to the bottom of the page than have a doubt. And, and again, look, I, I'm not saying that, that you should agree with this, folks. We're just telling you how recruiters look at resumes. Exactly. Okay, so, so that's one thing we do. And then the next thing I noticed when I started to read the responsibilities in detail yeah. um, is that... In, in nearly all of his responsibilities, he spends space telling us what the company does. Yes, um, so at for, a too high a level. Yeah, yeah, right. So, for example, in the most recent uh, role, he says uh, the company is a wholesaler of premium glass responsible for Australian and New Zealand scientific dis- distributors, glass, glass blowers, blowers yeah. and manufacturing industry. I don't care. Well, yeah. one, if I really cared, I could look it up. Two, if I'm working, if I'm a recruiter in this area or a hiring manager in this area, I know what their company does because I know all my competitors. Right. And three, he's wasting space telling me about what someone else does and not what he does. Exactly. Yeah. Now, the next line says responsible for market share and sales growth. Okay. Love that. Yeah, so move it up so yeah. I read that first. Yeah, exactly. Don't give me a bunch of rubbish that makes me now, think you're filling space. Now, to be fair, he said, the first line says business manager, and then he lists a couple of, of divisions. I want that in there. Oh, yeah. Because he is responsible for all those divisions. But then, to talk about the company, the next thing, the wholesaler sentence I would absolutely take out. I agree yeah. with you. Good. Good. Yeah. And the other thing I think about his responsibilities um, sentences is they're a little bit long. Like, if, if you need more than three commas... Either summarize it or, or break them up into sentences. Yeah. Very short st- staccato sentences on resumes are easier to yes. read and understand. It's not the high com- literature, yeah. but it's easier to understand. The comma is absolutely your enemy, and mm-hmm. the period is your friend. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. 
And for many of you, that guidance applies to almost everyone that is listening to this cast. For many of you, you're going to struggle with that. You have learned how to add commas. You have learned how to be grammatically correct and string together multiple ideas. And it will feel staccato to you. Mm -hmm. And I can assure you, the best writers, look, read Hemingway, Old Man in the Sea. I mean, if he's got a 20-word sentence in there, I'd be shocked. And not suggesting you're Hemingway, but shorter is better. One idea per sentence absolutely works, particularly people who are busy. If I'm busy and I get distracted and I have to catch up on that sentence and start over again and get the theme and understand which part of the sentence is more important, boy, you're going to lose it. It, It will feel awkward to you, but it doesn't read awkwardly. We love you for it when you leave out the commas and put in a sentence. A comma and an and is almost begging for a period and a capital. Absolutely. When I finished playing with someone's resume, it's word will underline the entire thing in green. Yes. Saying it's, Say, un, uh, exactly. saying it's ungrammatical. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Fragment. And I Fragment. won't care. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll be perfect. Okay, so the next um, thing we wanted to talk about was his, he has a line at the bottom of interest. Oh, my gosh. Which is, I'm going to sound horrible now, but I don't care what you're interested in. I only care what you do at work. Yeah. That's and it's a waste of it's a waste of space and it's the whole um, people want to show that they're well rounded and um, we, we don't care no I, we, we don't. don't no we don't now there are people who will say I kind of like that because it'll give me a chance to have common ground with them in the interview and I want I want to tell you something when I hear that from a recruiter I'm like you're a bad recruiter yeah. that's what I think I'm just we're just being honest here guys. I don't need to know that you're interested in rugby. And by the way, interests my family <laughs> as opposed to other people's families or, well, I'm glad, does that mean you spend more hours with them than you do with rugby? And the justice of the peace thing also, like, whoa, okay, interesting. But in my head, the recruiter says, yeah, that's common ground. Why are you asking about my interests? Can you not find the skills and traits and characteristics and abilities in my resume, such that you have to hope that in rugby I'm a captain of something and I've teach you, I've learned leadership skills. Yes. No, not, not, not and good. not and not when you're four jobs into a career. When the graduates or students, captain of the rugby club says something, if they've never had yeah, a job, right? But four jobs into your career and you're now yeah. and now you're a business manager. Yeah. No. 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 no, no. Yeah. Okay, and now the accomplishments. So um, about 50% of his accomplishments are, are quantified, so I counted them. The first one's a good one, achieve 5% of growth sales. Yeah, I love that. That one's a good yeah. one. It's a good place to start. The second one says, introduced an innovative market research tool, providing invaluable and unique client data for the first time. In fact, it says client's data, which yeah, is not okay. good. Yeah. But um, which tells me nothing. Nothing. Yeah, you introduced like, it, but yeah. Well, well done. Yeah. Uh, I, I can, was it, did it tank or was it gigantically <laughs> successful? Exactly. And so quantifi- the quantification of accomplishments. But then, then to be, go back, then the next one says nearly doubled sales growth. To yeah. me, if I'm really being picky or if this is a friend of mine's resume, I'm saying, I would ask him, tell me what this innovative marketing research tool is because you think it's important. I don't. The first two bullets ought to be nearly doubled and achieve 5%. Um, and nearly doubled should be a number, not not yeah, at least. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it would be okay to say forty five percent, eighty five percent, or ninety percent. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you could even say approximately ninety percent sales yeah. growth, right? Mm-hmm. Fine. And it, like nearly doubled, it's not precise enough. Yeah, but what I found interesting was there were a lot of quantification in his latest job, but not in his None earliest his. ones. Right. And the earlier ones successfully introduced demonstrated 
assess individual, and then it says assess individual product requirements at hospitals, laboratories, institutions. Well, that's actually a responsibility. Yeah. Right? Now, now that may be. Now, here's what a friend of mine said. I told him we were going to do a resume thing. He said, you know what? I, don't, I didn't submit my resume to you guys because I would be brutal. <laughs> we lo- dudes, we love you, and we want you to be successful, and this is what we tell our friends. And he said, my latest, my last five years resumes are awesome because I use career management document, and I capture stuff once a quarter, and I'm good. Mm-hmm. The earlier stuff makes me embarrassed because I don't have it. Because it's just, you know, and I, I wonder if maybe John Boy in this case, that happened to yeah, him. That he's been true. listening to us for a while, and he's got good quantification, but earlier in his career he didn't know, and he doesn't have data, yeah, and so on. That, that's okay. for sure. So um, the reason why quantification of accomplishments is important, the things that they, the thing that it makes me think is yes. that, one, they are able to discern what the important metrics are, yep. and two, that they know how to move them. So, so it's not only it's not only important for a sales manager to know that sales and cost of goods sold are the two important metrics, for example, right. but also that he knows how to move them. That right. in that sale, the sales number should increase, mm-hmm. and the cost of goods sold as a proportion of the sales to should go down. <laughs> should go be down now yeah. In an ideal situation. And those two numbers and those two movements need to be on his resume. Right. Because otherwise, he doesn't know what he's doing as a sales manager, right. in my opinion. And then his last bullet on his most recent job is that just... really confounded me. It's just, it's just a long list of things he knows about glass. Yeah. And, and, and frankly, if he's staying in the industry, then, then everybody else would expect that. If he's not, I don't know. Well, like, you know, I'm technical enough to know what titration is and cladding, and that kind of stuff. But it's literally a three-line bullet. It which is. is lit- I- I'll tell you what, that is like a laser beam to my brain. Like, please read this bullet, because it's going to be bad. Uh, and I feel like it's padding. And because there are, what, 10 or 12 bullets on his latest job, because he's had it for several years, he's had mm-hmm. it for five years, uh, or maybe four years, depending upon, or, no, it'd be five years. Unnecessary, absolutely Absolutely, unnecessary. and yeah. I find, I see this a lot in people who were technical and are making the jump from Ooh. technical to management. So you have that concern. Yeah, now I'm okay. like, oh, so you're not quite over the fact that you need yeah. to, your ego is built around your technical knowledge. Yeah, we, we, we don't know that that's true, but, but it's, it's one of those questions that's in our head. And mm. now when I'm interviewing him, that's yeah, you're what looking, I'm listening You're for. looking for stuff that he's down in the weeds when he yeah. should be maybe thinking about how can I make the transition to being from tactical sales manager to strategic sales leader. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay, good. Good. Okay. And the, there's, there's no people management at all in his resume. Yeah. And if he hasn't already got there, I would think that the next job he definitely should be there if that's what... If he was following the the career path that his resume suggests, and I wouldn't be worried about it because I could, I think the job that he has now is is kind of on the cusp. But it's definitely something I would want to talk about in an interview. If somebody told you their role was technical sales manager, would you assume they manage Salesforce, two or three, four, five for folks, or not? Not necessarily, but I might assume that they would have some management activity over admin staff or over delivery staff or I'd want to hear their influencing skills of influencing other departments in order to deliver what they've promised as a sales manager even if they don't actually have management responsibilities yeah but but he's got a bullet here increased infield staff average productivity by six percent there's a hint in here yeah and the latest job do you, based on what you read in the top job, the latest job, mm-hmm. do you believe he manages people in the field? No. You're not certain of No, it's not in the I, I have hints, 
and I want to give it to him, but then I say, whoa, time out. Why are you not talking about that? Yeah. Because I'm not going to promote you to, to be, you can't, folks, one of the rules of careers is you can't go from individual contributor at company A to manager of people at company B. That move it's, is a two-step move, management and company change. And most companies won't do it. If you're thinking as an individual contributor that you're going to go to another company and then you're going to get promoted to management, that's where the original dangle that I ever saw happened. A company said, you're an individual contributor, we're going to move over here, but we're going to make you a manager in three months. And he wondered why two years later he wasn't a manager, mm-hmm. right? It's always better to make manager at your existing company where you have goodwill, where you have a track record, where it's easy, where people know you. And then then once you're a manager, then you can be considered for other management jobs. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think he might be training his peers. I, mean, I think he might be, you know, okay. sort of team leadery, being given those responsibilities by his manager. But it, it definitely would be something I'd a, want to discuss. A line discuss. of questions. And guys, here's what's interesting. You might say, well, gee, they're great recruiters. They, they, they should know. No, we don't know. We don't always know. And... Wow, that we don't know. If it's a line of questioning, it, it either is true or it isn't true. Mm-hmm. The fact that we don't know and we think it might be true indicates that the resume is not clear enough for us. Exactly. And we're going to spend time asking questions about something that may, in fact, be in enough evidence that we could eliminate it in five minutes and spend more time asking you questions about the really good things that you did, and that will allow you to sell yourself more. Mm -hmm. That's what the resume does. It gets you the interview, but then the question is, what questions might come up, and how much time do we have to spend knocking down the bogeyman that your resume has created in Mm -hmm. our heads? Now, we, we, we would love to apologize to you that we create bogeymen, but our, our default answer is no. And so that's what recruiters do. Say no. Yeah, say no. <laughs> okay, so the next one we did was Jason, Jason Walton. He's a product manager. Yeah, and again, he's done a good job with a, uh, with a manager I, tool star resume. Yeah, I look at this resume and I'm overly... Uh, this is the dark mark, guys. I see so many crap resumes. I mean, sir, just mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. 11 pages, 12 pages. Somebody said, somebody sent me a four-page resume and says, I've put it through your form and now it's four pages. <laughs> really? Are you smoking crack out there? And I like the one you sent me this week that said, have a look at this. And it was in Comic Sans Serif. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was like, that was my first comment. Yeah. Change that. Yeah. My first thought looking at Jason's resume is, wow, I love it. Mm-hmm. And what's not to like about a recruiter going, okay, I'm going to like this resume. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now, you have a positive feeling about it. You, you might say biased, right, in mm-hmm. their format, but this is the format we recommend and people who see this format. And I know there are some people in Australia who would say, oh, you can't do one-page resumes here. So we, we get them. People say to us all the time, it worked. I remember in Australia a few months ago, somebody said, hey, that one-page resume, nobody will believe it, but they oh, love that stuff. Yeah. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Okay, so um, the one thing that I was wondering about Jason when I when I looked at his most recent role was his people management. There's nothing really about people management or um, about budgets and the size of his. So it's hard to judge the size of his role that he has right now, and that makes it hard for me as a recruiter to work out where I would put him. So if I know that the the three jobs that I have on my docs that I'm trying to fill are somewhat, you know, a 10,000 a 10, budget, a 100,000 and a million. I don't know where to put him because I'm not sure what his, his current budgets yeah. are. Yeah. Okay, um, good. So that's, that would be important to include. And everybody worries about, we said this in the last cast, everyone worries about, oh, I only manage two people or I only manage 10,000 pound in budget. But it doesn't matter if 
as long as you're not going for the job that's a million in yeah. budget, you know, I'm not going to trust you with a million if you've only had 10,000, right. but I would trust you with 50 yeah. or 75. And there's a big difference between never having managed somebody, never having had a direct and having had them. Yeah. And if you've had them, you need to say so. Exactly. You need to make it clear. Oh, yeah. Now, I'll tell you, if it's unclear to me, I assume they're trying to make it unclear as if to suggest that they have, but in no. fact, they've never said that they have, and so I draw the conclusion that they haven't, but they're trying to make me think that they have, which, again, I don't like. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, then one of the things I always do when I'm reading resumes is I read from the bottom, bottom up, up. In terms of the, the arc the, of their the, career. The titles. Yeah. Um, looking for, yeah, exactly, the arc of the career. And the one thing that worried me was he went from a director role to a product manager role, which sounds like a step backwards in responsibilities. And you and I talked about this, and you said that that's a much smaller company, and he moved to a bigger company, and therefore yeah, that makes more yeah, sense. That, that's which how is, I read it. Which is it, how the... Director to manager at the same company might, in fact, be an issue, although I will say I'll forgive it. Oh, if, yeah. If I see the scope of the job being notably bigger, I'll be like, okay, stupid naming convention, mm-hmm. which companies do all the time. Yeah. But I don't disagree. It's one of those things you go, okay, I want to make sure the arc of the career is there. In 50 years, there will be notably large companies where the management role, the first-line management role, where, where let's hope one has budgeting responsibilities, although, frankly, I'll come back to that in a second, uh, and they have direct people responsibilities as opposed to being a team leader or supervisor, that title will be director. Mm-hmm. It will be. It just oh, yeah. will That's be. The, right? the inflation yeah. arc, yeah. <clears throat> then, then the other thing that we find is happening is budget authority is being held at higher and higher mm-hmm. levels, which is stupid and wrong from succession planning and organizational growth and so on. But senior people are controlling. And look, if I've been a team lead and a supervisor and a manager and then a director and I don't have budget or my boss's budget, he gives me a slice of it and says, or she says, you can do this or that with it, but I don't have my own line on budget that I have to wrestle with my boss once a year on in terms of plans and processes and so on. When I get to VP of whatever that I finally have a budget, I'm thinking of one particular client in mind that wondered why they couldn't keep costs under control. I'm like, it's because your VPs control the budgets and nobody says no to them. But if I get there, it's unlikely that I'm going to now break out my budget. And the company doesn't have systems for my managers to have budgets. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it's too bad. Mm-hmm. To push the titles down and the budgets up is exactly backwards in terms of growing the strength and the capabilities of the organization. Absolutely. So, sorry, that's not related to Jason. We apologize for that, <laughs> folks. But still. Um, and, and the other thing I want to say about that was it doesn't matter if you were a director and you moved or your kids were having problems at school and you decided to take a step down so that you had less responsibility for a while. It's not the end of the world. We, it's not, I don't I'm not it saying you can't get another job as a director. <laughs> all I'm saying is I would want to ask him about yeah. that in yeah, an okay. interview. And the rest of his resume is great. And if he had the experience I was looking for, I would interview him. So yeah. he'd have the opportunity to ask. Yeah. Now, there was a, a, a small typo that was confusing to both you and I, that the middle job of, of the, the five jobs on the resume, the middle one that was six, seven, eight years ago, he had a bullet next to it. It's just a simple typo. He bulleted yeah. the title. And what was kind of sad about that is the rest of the resume just sits there and says, I'm easy. You can find everything you want on this resume. The metadata of this resume is literally perfect except for that, that minor bit there. And, yeah, we're that picky. We notice. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and the way you like to say it is, this is supposed to be someone's best work. Exactly. And there's an obvious error. Yeah. 
And guys, we'll say it again, and we're broken records. And guys, 20 years from now, I'm still going to be saying this because we're still going to have paper resumes. They may, there may be things. We do a resume update every year. You never know. But I'm still going to be saying this. It really does need to be your best work. Typos suggest that you put it together quickly. Yeah. And, and that means you're not ready. Um, it's and that it's like me. turning up to your interview with your shirt wrinkled. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's just hints of yeah. not goodness. Uh, speaking of which, speaking of resume, interviews, I recently put out in our Things Are I Think Are Things story of interviewing uh, and, and having a situation where my brother was in an office when I called to turn down an offer. And in one of those companies, the chemical company that I interviewed with, and this was, years, this was I don't know, 25, 30 years ago, I literally had on two different colored socks. And I'm not sure about my belt. I think I had it because my, my, I checked my bag. Oh. And my bag didn't arrive. Oh. And I, no, wait, I didn't have two different color socks. I had on blue socks when I had on a gray suit or something and a white, you, you know, I, you it was not match. right. I didn't match, yeah. And I actually told him, I said, I'm really sorry about this. And it got to be the joke of the day. And to be clear, guys, you can overcome it. And I think in this case, Jason can overcome that bullet. You can. Yeah. But it's one of those things we noticed. Yeah. Uh, the last bullet on his most recent job is about um, authoring articles for trade journals and customer publications. And this is something that I see a lot that people are really proud of. And I'm happy that you're proud of them. But and, unless and, it... Do, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. But yeah. unless it does something for the business, I don't really care. You know, to his credit, he says increase product line image. He does. That's what he's saying that it's supposed to do. I, I see it a, maybe just a, a teeny bit differently. I see it as people straining for third-party endorsement. I was good enough yeah. to get it. Yeah. But I feel the same way you do. You're straining for it, dude, but I don't care. Yeah. What I want to know is sales and marketing. I want to know the numbers. Yeah. I really do. We're very linear. There's too much stuff here. This is, and, this is better than just saying, I authored some articles. Or I authored yeah. 10 articles. Well, I can write 10 articles in like 15 minutes. So. Oh, slam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then the, the last thing was between his earliest job, the Ericsson job, and then the Power Wave job on his thing, he, he then um, explains that Ericsson sold their division to Power Wave. Like, don't spend time on your resume. Space on your yeah. resume explaining about companies. It doesn't really matter because he changed jobs at the same time as they right. apparently changed the company. And again, recruiters and hiring managers are steeped in their industries. They know when things change. Yeah. They remember things changing. They know which companies were sold to which companies. My dad can tell you which aeroplanes were sold the actual tail numbers of which aeroplanes were sold when BOAC was bought by British Airways. And that yeah. was like 150 years ago. So, And if somebody were to find a discontinuity because they didn't have the Ericsson sale involved, you would say in the interview. Yeah, like one night. So and, what happened? And you might say, well, okay, I don't want to say it in the interview. You have 30 to 45 minutes in the interview, and you can say that faster than it takes the line it takes for you to put it on there, yeah. and resumes are about line control. And you can put something else in there that's far more valuable. Yeah, that that's, makes that's me want you to yeah. interview you. Exactly. Yeah. So. And I still like it. I, yeah. You gave it a B minus, I'd probably give it a B. And I think you and I are different in the sense that you're willing to dig a little more. And if I see a resume that's that's weird, I'm, I'm like, no, okay. No. Now, do I miss somebody? Entirely possible. I'm not the best recruiter by any stretch. Is my filter a reasonable one? It certainly is for me. It's worked well for me. If I see a bad resume, and if I see a resume that metadata looks good, 
I just made up a word, metadatally. Then I'll, I'll dig into it a little bit more. And you know what I find over and over again? It may be my, my brain doing it. I find that resumes that have the right metadata tend to have the right individual data in it as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Good. So two resumes, dug through them in, in detail. Uh-huh. Hopefully that's helpful to you folks. Obviously, it's, it, it'll be a lot easier in the future if you have the resume in front of you. We encourage you to, to do that before you start listening. But uh, hope this is great. Thanks for being with me. Thank you. Bye. Bye, y'all. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long.